something almost every day or as much as you can that scares you, that makes you feel uncomfortable because the, the opportunities that come out of you feeling uncomfortable are often the most amazing things that you could never imagine happening. You'll, you'll never get anywhere if you stay in your comfort zone, basically. What? Hello, this is the Travel Pie Podcast. Hey, Amy. Hello. Amy, can you tell a little bit more about yourself? What's your story, where you are now, and uh, how everything started? Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm from Dorset, which is at the bottom of England, very Mm -hmm. rural. And I did a master's degree in history um, in London, and I, when I graduated, I, I wanted to try and live in London, but it's, it's so expensive. Um, but it ended up being a good thing that I couldn't live there because now I am in Thailand. Um, so I took a TEFL course and then I moved to Thailand to teach English to Thai kids. So that's, that's currently where I am. And we have really good um, holidays. So I use that to travel around Asia. Nice. Yes. So, is it big difference uh, compare London to Thailand? Oh, absolutely incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's lots of different types of places in Thailand. I mean, Bangkok is quite similar to London, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I say London is more mixed. London has a big mix of people, different cultures. Uh, different types of people whereas Bangkok is very Asian it's very Thai it's very Chinese Mm -hmm. Um, also London is just so expensive (laughs) whereas Bangkok is expensive for Thai people on a Thai salary um, maybe but not for me I guess Uh, okay so you have uh, quite a luxury lifestyle I guess in Thailand (laughs) Well, I'm not. I'm not living in Bangkok. I'm living about three hours south uh, on the beach. So yeah, it's it's brilliant. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, you moved to Thailand. Yeah. Uh, what kind of places have you visited? In Thailand. Yes. Um, so I'm living in Wahin, which is a very kind of uh, western type place, just underneath Bangkok. Um, it's, uh, it's quite full of, uh, like Europeans, like Danish and German people that come over mm-hmm. Swedish, um, five-star hotels kind of thing. Not many young people. Um, but I think my, one of my favorite places is definitely Bangkok. Um, Bangkok. yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. It's so different to any city I've ever been to in Europe. Um, it's, it's great. And um, I've I've also been to Koh Samui, which is a Thai. Uh, it's an island. Just it's one of the biggest islands off of the coast. Um, very expensive, very touristy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm I'm just about to go to Vietnam for three weeks because we have a lot 
of um, a lot of holidays because it's so hot. So the the kids don't really want to go to school. <laughs> so there's about, <laughs> there's about two months off. No one wants to go to school, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've just come back from three weeks in Cambodia as well, which was amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. So I see you have a person who likes travel a lot. Yes. Yes, I do. I haven't traveled everywhere, but I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what do you like the most about traveling? I think it's stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, I, I come from a... Um, I come from an area in England which is very close-minded, it's very rural, very small town where mm -hmm. people don't really go on holiday. I mean, for them, going to France is a big holiday, you know, um, <laughs> which is fine. France is nice, but um, I always just wanted something a little bit more. Most people, they they stay in this town um, for the rest of their lives and they have children very young. Most of my friends have children and that's what they do. And that's great. But it's, I just always felt like there was more for me to do. And I think traveling, you're always uncomfortable with what you're doing. Everything's new and you never really get used to it. Everywhere that you go that's new, it's always, it's always weird. It's always exciting. So that's kind of why I love it. Yeah, that sounds really Uh, wise. <laughs> uh, wise. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious, you told that the best thing about traveling is stepping out of your comfort zone. And uh, did this um, stepping out of your comfort zone open you more opportunities or maybe you experience life in a different way? You maybe change your perspective on life or uh, Uh, what the outcome of stepping out of your, your comfort zone? I think it's learning, learning about yourself, um, meeting, meeting other people, which is brilliant, meeting people from all over the world. Like I said, I have lots of Lithuanian friends from when I lived in London. Um, mm -hmm. I have Italian friends, French, South African, you know, it's, and when they, when they go home, they, they invite me. And so I can go to all these places, I can visit these countries and I have somewhere to stay um, because, you know, you learn to talk to people of all different cultures. And um, I think that's really important. And, and how do you communicate with them? Using English or? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm very lucky, obviously. Um, <laughs> and the more I travel, the more I realize how unbelievably lucky I am uh, to be a native English speaker. So everyone, everyone speaks English, no matter where you are. Even um, Chinese and Thai people, they speak English, even though they are next to each <laughs> other. They speak English to communicate with each other. Everyone speaks English, so it's very easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, English is the language that the world is using. So yeah, <laughs> and and you're grateful for this opportunity, I guess. Yeah, and I never realized how privileged I am to have that I don't need to study English um, thank god because it's actually a very complicated frustrating language to learn actually <laughs> <laughs> so is it hard for you to teach this language yes <laughs> it's very hard there's, I mean you must know uh, probably more than I do you know there's there's always a different rule um, there's always an exception to a rule so if I teach my kids um, 
oh, you know, this is always how it is. This is the rule for this uh, word or this spelling. And then they spell something different. And I say, well, no, apart from that, that's an exception. And then they look at me like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And there's always, it's never straightforward. There's never one rule. There's always things you have to learn. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Amy, I want to ask you more about Bangkok. Yeah, sure. So maybe you can, uh, because I've never been in Bangkok, so I, I just would like to know about it more. And uh, maybe you can give an examples and compare it with, for example, London, Paris, or another big cities you have been to. So just give an idea of how people are behaving in that city, uh, what are their culture, the philosophy, the mindset, and mm. so on. I'm very interested. Well, it's that's a, <laughs> a big, big question. But I think when you step off the plane um, into probably any place in Asia, uh, but Bangkok is probably one of the biggest kind of uh, embodiments of Asia that we know, <laughs> um, the first thing you notice is telephone wires, which uh-huh. are in uh, an absolute mess all over hanging you know how uh, in england we have telephone poles and then we have neat like three lines yeah yeah it's it's like a hundred two hundred lines all tangled Ooh. up it's um <laughs> and that kind of um it's, it's very fitting to kind of thai culture it's it doesn't make sense to us um it's disorganized but Mm-hmm. It works somehow because there's never power cuts. <laughs> but <laughs> but looking at it, you just think, how does that work? <laughs> um, another thing that you notice is the roads, um, the pollution and the um, the traffic in Bangkok is unlike anything that you'll ever see. It's it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of bikes. Most people drive bikes, um, and because of this, it's one of the most dangerous places to drive it's there's a lot of road deaths mm-hmm. um but it's it contributes to not the road deaths but the you know the bikes and the traffic it contributes to this whole kind of vibe it's uh huge skyscrapers you know when you when you go up to view a city all you can see and i mean london's quite flat um mm-hmm. we have a small bunch of skyscrapers maybe 10 that you can see and then the rest is just flat Whereas Bangkok kind of goes out for miles and miles, just skyscrapers. But then you also have these Buddhist temples um, and Buddha statues everywhere. And um, it's just a real clash between modern and new. It's a, it's a third world country that's um, got first world, um, I don't know how to say, um, it's it's a third world country with first world facilities, I'd say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Mm, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what about people? People people are nice. Um, they're busy. I guess it's the same as London in that sense. Um, but people are always smiling. They say Thailand is the land of a thousand smiles. Uh, that's definitely true. Um, they're always happy. I think people in London are very cold, busy, trying to get to work, bored, mm-hmm. you know, the rain. 
And <laughs> <laughs> um, Bangkok can be similar, um, but I think people are more smiley, to be honest. More smiley. Uh, yeah, and there's there's less of a uh, of a sense of the individual. It's more a community. It's more about um, doing things for your family. It's more family based. If you go to work, you are you're part of a part of a system. Whereas I think in the Western world, we're very much more about ourselves, and um, we're working to earn money for ourselves, and we have a, we have dreams and we have goals, and they don't involve considering other people as much as Thai people do. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I just want to double check. So you say that uh, Thai people they don't have. Uh so much dreams as we do or... i think i think they do but um in a different way they they have to consider it's a cultural thing they have to consider their families they have to consult with their parents their grandmothers it's it's a culture where the the older you are the uh, more respected you are just because of your age um mm. it, it just means that you know more you're an expert um and you should be respected and um Normally, the oldest child or the oldest daughter is expected to look after the parents if they get ill or old. Um, you can't just leave and become a lawyer by yourself. You know, you. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's exceptions, but you have to you have to consider your community and your family. It's very much more centered around that than it is in the Western world. So we put family first. Yes, definitely. And I, I personally, I think it's a very nice thing. Yes, you know, yeah, me take too. Take care of your family, and uh, so so we when they start to work, we consider themselves as a part of the system, right? Yes, I think but uh, who is managing that system? Is it like um, government, or do we have a? uh companies or what what controls that system um well i mean there's in in bangkok there's all all sorts of different companies they have starbucks they have mcdonald's they have ah, mm-hmm. um you know thousands of skyscrapers different banks and a uh, lot of business with chinese uh, they have they have a lot of a lot of stuff like that um in the more rural areas it's uh, it's restaurants and shops and little cafes and places to eat bars things like that they um and they usually run them with their families so it's again the kind of family centric mhm nice uh and uh what about the nature of thailand nature mm-hmm. yes oh well um where i live is kind of it's not It's not quite rural, but it's um, slightly, and um, mm-hmm. there's lots of snakes. Um, what else? What else is there? There's uh, there are. I th- I'm pretty sure there's tigers. I haven't I haven't seen any, um, but they have lots of elephants. And there's there's a big thing with uh, animal tourism here, which is a really <laughs> really bad thing, and something that if you are thinking of going to Thailand, anyone um, that you should consider. Um, is just don't pay to ride an elephant or do anything with an elephant or a monkey or uh, go and stroke stroke a tiger because those animals have been tortured and abused so that they 
comply I mean if you think of it in the wild you couldn't go up to a tiger and stroke it it would kill you uh, the mm -hmm. only reason that you can stroke this tiger is because it's been injected with drugs it's uh, it's it's always when you look at pictures um, of people doing this you can always see the tiger is lying on the ground because it's almost unconscious mm -hmm. um, and again elephants and monkeys they're uh, they're beaten but they're huge wild animals and you would never be able to touch them um, if this wouldn't happen and you shouldn't ride elephants because their backs actually can't take it um, and I just think that's a real it's a real shame that that's still happening but I think people are way more aware of it than they used to be well yeah it's a shame and uh, so but, but despite this fact people are using um, this entertainment right yeah for tourism yeah and uh what else you could tell about bangkok about bangkok um it's it's really good for food i think thai food is some of the best food in the world um <laughs> it's brilliant um bangkok has what, what's your favorite one what's my favorite um my favorite is a papaya salad which is called some sumtum and mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's basically raw. It sounds very weird, but it's brilliant. Um, it's raw shredded papaya with peanuts and chili and lime, um, and garlic. And it's so good. And it's kind of bashed together in like a big pot. Um, and it's cold, it's raw and it's, it's so good, <laughs> but it looks, <laughs> it looks, it sounds very strange. And um, sounds very delicious. Oh, it's brilliant. And the seafood here is incredible. The fish. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so is there food very expensive or is it okay compared to Thai salaries? Thai people's well, salaries? I think it depends where you go. I mean, even in Bangkok, you can buy, you can buy food off the street for, I mean, the equivalent of, I mean, 40p, maybe Whoa. less, a meal. Whoa. Yeah, a huge a huge bowl of of food for forty p, maybe less. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, or the you know I've done both. You can go up to the uh, Sky Tower in um, in Labua. Have you ever seen the film The Hangover Two? Uh, yes. There's yes. there's a scene where they're in this uh, they're in Bangkok and they're they're in this Sky Tower, and um, yeah, yeah. you can go all the way up to the top. And um, you can, it's probably one of the most expensive places in Bangkok. <laughs> and, um, it's still, it's still probably cheaper than most normal places in London, but um, it's pretty expensive. So that's what I love about Bangkok. You can stay in a hostel for four pound a night and go and eat street food for 40p and be very happy. Or you can stay in a five star hotel, you can eat on the top of the skyline you can do both and you can mix and match so you even it out to be you know reasonably priced mm -hmm. so it, it's it's really great idea to go to thailand or bangkok when you have uh, an online business or you are teaching english it's it's really good i think oh it's brilliant um teaching english is uh or yes uh, like a digital nomad kind of thing right um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just bringing out a visa for, it's called a, uh, I'm pretty sure it's called like a digital nomad visa. So mm. um, 
Yeah, they're cracking down on people overstaying visas because you can only stay in Thailand for three months. Then you must leave and come mm-hmm. back in um, if you are just on a tourist visa. But um, now they've introduced this thing because obviously times have changed. Now more people are just working remotely online. And if you're from, I don't know, Sweden or Lithuania and you're working online, would you rather be there or in Bali or Bangkok or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'd probably rather go and sit on an island and do your work, wouldn't you? Um, so they've introduced uh, these digital nomad visas so that you can you can kind of declare that that's what you're doing and you can stay a bit longer, which is great. Wow. So th- that's what you're doing right now, I guess. Um, no, no, I'm I'm teaching. So I have I have a teaching work permit. Um, mm. It's probably one of the only things you can do um, in Thailand um, because they they insist, which is I think is brilliant. Um, they insist that uh, Thai people um, are the only people that are allowed to work in any place in Thailand. So mm-hmm. I cannot do a job that a Thai person can do. So I cannot be a waitress. Uh, I cannot work behind a bar. I cannot work in a shop. I cannot be a mechanic. I cannot do anything like this. But you can teach. But I can teach because they can't teach English uh, speaking like I can. <laughs> so it's so it's supply and demand. Yeah, it's pretty much one of the only things you can do to work legally in Thailand. Uh, so you enjoy it? I love it. It's um, it's very different to anything I've done before, but um, yeah, you learn something new every day. I think with children. <laughs> <laughs> children are the best teachers. Yes, <laughs> they have no no filter. On, on what to say so sometimes they just say the, the craziest things because they don't realize the social implications of what they're talking about <laughs> and what what does the weather look like in thailand it's i mean right now it was around 35 37 degrees today uh celsius wow yeah the sky was just blue no clouds nothing it was so hot Um, but that happens around March to July uh-huh. and it's just so hot. And then around August to October, November, it's rainy season. Uh-huh. And so it, it rains for around two hours a day, sometimes more, sometimes less, um, sometimes not at all, but it rains very, very, very hard. Um, so not like in England where it's just kind of constant, <laughs> like a little bit, you know, but all the time. It's more concentrated, uh, one hour, really heavy, really, really heavy rain. Um, and But it's okay. You can still go to the beach because everything's dry in five minutes afterwards because it's so hot. Uh-huh. Um, and then, then November to around March, again, is winter. But it's not really winter. It's just more like 25, 26, 27 degrees. <laughs> well, it's the best time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's the high season. It's when foreigners come over the most um, for mm. Christmas, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you remind me the reason why you're going to Vietnam? 
Uh, mainly because it's close. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can I can get a bus there from Bangkok. You can you can get I mean probably about sixteen hours on the bus. Sixteen. Yeah, oh, I mean so... I'm I'm not sure how I'm getting there yet, but maybe go through Cambodia again. I'm not sure. Cambodia. Cambodia, yes. So you go. You have to go through Cambodia to get to Vietnam. Ah, but you haven't been to Vietnam already, yeah? No, I am going on Tuesday, so two days. <laughs> uh, I'm really glad that I managed to talk with you uh, un until you're not in Vietnam. Yes, <laughs> thank God, it's perfect timing. <laughs> Are you excited about Vietnam? I'm really excited. I haven't had the chance um, to to research it very much yet. So I'm going to have to really do that in the next couple of days. I like to, when I do trips, I like to half half plan and then half completely leave everything up to chance. Random. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it always works out to have a vague plan, but don't uh, book everything. Because what happened, what, what normally happens to me is I, I like one place more and I want to stay there longer. Um, huh. And I go to another place and there's not much to do, so I don't want to stay there as long. You never know how you'll feel about each place. Um, mm. a, a good example of this is when I went to Cambodia a couple of weeks ago, we, um, me and my friend, we ended up on this island um, off the coast. Um, we, we were just staying on the beach and we took a day trip to this island And they had these hostels with uh, tree houses and bungalows all made of straw on the beach. Mm -hmm. And we just decided, because we had no plan, uh, we had a week left. We were like, why not? Let's come back here. Um, and then we ended up staying on this island with no Wi-Fi, no hot water, no phones, nothing. Um, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if we had planned every single step. Uh, we are going to the end, Amy this podcast so first of all i want to tell that i really appreciate your appearance on this podcast oh thank uh, you <laughs> thank you for uh, finding time and uh, so final questions uh can you tell more about uh wi-fi connection in there in, oh in in thailand yeah it's it's actually um surprisingly it's more advanced than the uk You can pretty much get Wi-Fi anywhere. Um, it's obviously not in really rural areas, but you're you're constantly you just there's just an abundance of Wi-Fi. It's everywhere. <laughs> it, I don't know why. <laughs> and it, and it's quite fast, yeah. Yes, really, really fast, really, really strong. Um, you can walk into any coffee shop, any pretty much any place, um, and sign up to Wi-Fi. You, you can get it anywhere. It's brilliant. Well, it's a useful thing. Oh, yeah. um, and Amy, so to finish this podcast, I would like to ask you uh, to give an audience one practical tip, uh, to ask them one question that you are asking yourself very often, and uh, to give them one mission to accomplish that maybe can im impact their life? Okay, well, to give them one, one mission. One mission, one question, and one practical tip. So one, okay, so the one, one mission um, I'd say is 
do something almost every day or as much as you can that scares you that makes you feel uncomfortable because the the opportunities that come out of you feeling uncomfortable are often the most amazing things that you could never imagine happening you'll you'll never get anywhere if you stay in your comfort zone basically well this was strong (laughs) (laughs) um so that's that's my mission it doesn't have to terrify you it's just something that you haven't done before maybe um question what is out there i was always wondering you know there must be so much more to life than where i came from I, i guess i've always just not so much a question but i'm always just strongly wondering what what is out there what can how much more is there to see does that kind mm-hmm. of make sense yeah i think at least for me it makes sense yeah, I hope yeah. for audience as well yeah it's just more of a being compelled to get out there i think yeah um practical tip yes um ooh, uh i'd say just just use your common sense um i i travel a lot on my own um and i'm a, a woman um but i'd say you, you don't have to be scared of everyone um people are people the same people around the world um and that not everyone's going to harm you or s- steal from you or pickpocket you just because you are in somewhere foreign um I, I would say use your common sense, um, look around you, d- try not to look too much like a tourist, don't wave your expensive camera or phone around um, and you'll be fine. But don't don't be too overcautious because that could end up with you not enjoying your trip, I think. So don't be scared of people. Yeah, don't be, be cautious. Uh, you Listen to your gut, use your common sense, but don't don't think everyone's gonna everyone's around around committing crimes just because you're somewhere that you don't know because people commit crimes in England too, <laughs> and you're not walking around scared yeah, so <laughs> basically people don't be naive and yeah. be positive yes, for sure ninety five percent of people don't want to hurt you or steal from you <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Amy, for participating and uh pleasure maybe you want to tell the the last thing to audience come to thailand if you haven't been already i think (laughs) so yeah go everyone to thailand yes for sure (laughs) bye